Well, here we are the day before the Red River rivalry, and we had to bring or save no insult to all the legendary guests we had this week, but the guy who owns a significant record in this series. I know, Peter Gardier, you've, you've heard it time and time again, but when you look back in retrospect at what that career and this rivalry and realize, hey, I'm the guy that never lost to the Sooners and, and started all four years, does when that keeps getting brought up and discussed, how do, what are your thoughts now, now that we're older and we can really appreciate the historic piece about it? Well, you know, thank you for having me on your show, by the way. Absolutely. It's uh, great to be here. And, you know, in your introduction, I guess in the video, I never got to wear that golden hat. And, I'm, you know, I regret that. Um, but, no, it's a, it's a great rivalry. And, you know, when you're in it, you know, you um, – you try to treat it like any other game, but it's really not. And you have so much fun. I think it's one of the best college rivalries mm -hmm. that there are in the country. And I think um, it shows by ESPN game day going to be there, you know, this week instead of being in Penn State. Ohio, I, which are I love it. Teams. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a great choice. Um, it's a lot of fun. I had you, – you realize how – or you don't realize while you're in it how big this game is until you you get out of it, you go to the game. And then I had some friends that have never been a part of Texas OU and they've come to the game. And then after the game, they said, man, you won this four years in a row. And, you know, you really don't. And then you process it when they say something like that. And it's like, you know, that's really cool. And uh, but I got to give all the credit to the guys I played with, especially on defense, because, yeah. you know, those games were low scoring and defense, you know, kept us in it the whole time. And that's going to be the next question. And then, but before we talk about, you know, how there's legends that are born in this game, for those who may be too young to remember or need a refresher, this is a, just one of the scenes from uh, your four games against OU. <laughs> they pick up the blitz. Gardner flipping into the end zone. That's, oh. what, what does that do? I mean, you remember oh, that invading the rush, the block. I got goosebumps. <laughs> that was my senior year. I remember Jason Burleson, uh, you know, he he came in as a quarterback when I was a freshman. Um, he was 6'7", you know, 220 pounds, could bench, you know, the, the weight room. Um, you know, ended up not being a quarterback and going to tight end. So, I'm glad I, you know, could get him the ball, and you know, it's it was a great catch. It was a shoestring catch. Um, luckily, it was wobbly, like most of my balls were <laughs> back then, so it was a little easier to catch. At least that's what I've been told. So, um, no, it was a, a lot of fun. I'm, you know, Jason, I had a great relationship just being quarterbacks coming in, and you know, he was a great player. You know, speaking of guys you played with, uh, it just so happens one of our two sponsors, that being Cosmic Coffee. Uh, and Beer Garden, uh, Jim Saxton State Farm Insurance Agency. I forgot to tell Jimmy that, you know, you were coming on, but I'm going to have to send him this clip. Uh, he he all has always talked about those games, and, you know, you guys are in that transition period, Coach McWilliams, Coach Makovic, running off four straight. And, you know, I always love hearing these stories, whether it be from the older generation talking about it or the younger people asking what it was and what, what's the one constant because the one constant I see are 
you know, there's always somebody that steps up in this game that uh, becomes that Red River rivalry legend. I agree. Um, you know, it's it's one of those games where, you know, somebody, like you said, always comes up to the forefront. Also, also um, a lot of people don't realize special teams play such a big part in this game, especially in our years. We had a lot of weird kind of special teams plays that happen and, uh, you know, that change the game. So it's you never know. It's just a um, it's the type of game that just brings that out in a lot of players. You, you know, you're talking about the low scoring that the last this is going to this is really ages both of us. Um, <laughs> the last is it the gray hair doesn't show. Me. <laughs> no, that, that's your that's your chosen color. That's your. Cho- <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's only top. You can see the belly. And mom said I've gained a lot of character through the years. So is that what we're calling it nowadays? I have. Yeah, well, character that's what I'm calling. Stick it to it. A lot of character. The last game that I actually attended as a fan was that 10-7 game. Bubba Jacks scooped it up. I mean, that is about as low scoring as a game that you could find. Even Because I still call the modern era, the, the 1990 on when the passing game really evolved. That's right. Well, I mean, if I, if I was sitting watching that game, especially, you know, with today's kids that <laughs> – you know, it's all instant gratification. I would be bored out of my mind. It's like watching soccer. Um, so, you know, I'd be like, oh, what is going on? But that was, a, you know, it was a, you know, push-pull game. It was it was a great game. But, uh, like I said, defense always played well in those games for me. Well, you know, everyone talks about the tunnel. Everyone has who played in the game has a they're, – they're all similar, but they're not. What do you remember about that? Because – I'm tr- listen. I have a good memory, but I'm starting to have memory lapses. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's from. It's up. Are you experiencing that too? Oh, of course. <laughs> I got hit in the head a lot more than you did, but I have an excuse. <laughs> the I think now the two teams, the formal entrance, go down separately. They do. Do they? Did you guys come out at the same we did. time? We came at the same time. There's a lot wow. of jarring going back and forth, and they didn't have the the covers that they had. So everybody's dumping, you know, whatever, spitting, whatever. It could have been urine for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> I always, always waited to be dead last because I knew what was going on, you know, down on the bottom. But, uh, you know, it got everybody fired up. And I tell you, when you're walking down that tunnel and um, it was it was amazing when you come down and you can, first of all, when you get on the tunnel and smell all that fried, you know, turkey leg, you know, everything, you know, you're at the fair and you're at Texas OU and they're firing off those stupid shotguns and walking down. I mean, it is, it is something. And then when you see the, you know, one side half and half, it is amazing how they can, you know, split that down the middle and just make it. It's just, it gets you just so fired up. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's one of the greatest rivalries of course, I've been a part of, but that I've seen. Yeah, that's it's it's on another level. Just the atmosphere and in uh, all the scenes, the sights, the uh, the aromas. Um, aromas for sure. Oh my gosh! Do you remember maybe the worst thing, the most thing that was said to you as far as verbal abuse from the fans from Norman? Well, it's probably something about my mother, but I can't say that on, on air. So. 
but it was, you know, usually about my mom, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we had some, we had some coaches that were, they were on the plus size and, you know, some of the things they were saying about them and everything, it was, it was crazy. I mean, but it's what gets you kind of going before the game. And that's what we needed. And, you know, you wanted to fight. And I hate that they call it the showdown now because it really was a shootout. Absolutely. And it was guys that you were recruited with that you, you know, possibly played against in high school and you wanted to beat them. And they, you know, it's still to this day, that's how it is. Now you being a quarterback, you'll forever be in that uh, quarterback fraternity, if you will. One of your now good friends, the Charlie Thompson, and I know you guys probably never thought that would ever happen, but I know it occurred that that the genesis of that up in Canada, that relationship, and he officiated your wedding. And he that, did. And it's my last, well, my second to last Big 12 media days, I got to finally sit down and have an interview with him. He mentioned that at 20, 2018. And I, it just caught me off guard. He said that you, that you both were texting right before we sat down and interviewed <laughs> that day. He, uh, we became really good friends at, at Sacramento where we were there. I was a punter. He was a receiver. And, um, you know, we just had that bond of the Texas OU rivalry, you know, playing against well, we didn't play against each other, but the stories and we just became really fast friends and have been since, uh, you know, I've kept up with his family. You know, we've always met in Dallas for this game and he is one of the funniest guys I've ever been around. And he's got the best college stories. We've always talked about how HBO should do some kind of 30 yeah. minute segment on the dorm life and some of the things that we were getting. I mean, if there had been camera phones back then, we would have been in some serious trouble, uh, both of us, but him more than me. And he paid for it. Um, but what's neat about this year is Casey coming in, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, um, was part of Casey's recruiting process. I tried to stay in arm's length, um, but kind of told him what Texas is about, the school, the people, um, you know, what a great kind of tradition that Texas has. And, you know, these kids today coming in, they think they can go straight through college, go to NFL. And I said, wait, you need to think about school first because there's no telling what will happen if you get injured everything. So be somewhere you want to be and you can, you build and it's, you always hear this, this cliche of, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know, Mm -hmm. and you meet so many people at Texas and it's a great network and a great somewhat fraternity sorority type that you can meet so many people. And that's what I kind of told him. And, um, you know, it was, I was very fortunate and happy that he came to Texas. I know that Charles, Took a lot of heat for it back home, but um, you know I'm glad to see him. You know, starting his first game and getting to play, so it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm sure it is for Charles. Oh, I, I can imagine. I I wasn't able to get in touch with him. Uh, I'm nowhere near the level of friends that uh, you guys are. And I I will say this about Casey that a lot of I think people are noticing it that that young man's ahead of his years. Real cerebral guy, just as a person. Um, I just think he's like a physician. He's just diagnosing everything before he speaks and all his actions. I literally think 
studying is fun to him as far as the game and, and film is. and stuff like that. He's he's come over for dinner for a couple of times and he's um he's a student of the game and his his dad and both of them watch the film together. They talk about it. You know, he'd rather be studying than going out and doing stuff. I mean, I would I was on Sixth Street probably on Saturday nights and he's out, you know, studying for the next film. But that was back then. So it was, you know, it's more of a business now. And um you know, he's, he's mature beyond his years, very calm and composed. I know um, probably Sark in the beginning mm-hmm. was like this guy in practice. He just, you know, kind of nonchalant. Some guys aren't, I told, you know, somebody I was like, you know, James Brown was terrible practice player, yeah. but you get him in the game and he just performs. And I think that's how Casey is. He's, you know, he's just a student of the game and loves to, to prepare. And so I, I think Sark appreciates that. And I, and I really think, and it's not me being biased toward Texas, and it's not me being just because I do would like to see Casey succeed in this game, but I think he may be that one guy that in this type of atmosphere, it just triggers him and he really not only matches Rattler, but will just have a, I'm not going to say legendary because that, that term is tossed around too much, but I think he may be, have his career game, you know. And Alamo Bowl was a great performance, but there's a good opportunity this may be it for him, don't you think? I hope so. You know, he's got um, he's got a lot of talent around him. I know we've had some injuries on the offensive line. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think they could, with all the backs they have, if they use them right, screens, you know, checkdowns, that just get everybody involved in that backfield because um, that's a lot of talent back there. Got some good receivers, and you know I know Sark's going to to game plan. It's because this is Sark and Lincoln Riley. They're probably some of the best offensive coaches mm-hmm. that you're going to see in the nation, and you know it's going to be a chess match. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. The, the early morning drive. I'm I'm not excited about that, <laughs> but <laughs> I need to be smart. Just say like the early me. morning game is early I mean, morning. That in general. How many times can you have 11 o'clock kick in a row? It's uh, But, hey, we're winning, so yeah, know, let's keep that's, it up. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Hey, la- lastly, as we wrap up this uh, cool, fun segment with the Peter Gardier, um, what's, your, what are your, what's your intuitive gut feel of what's going to happen? And can you believe it's 117th Red River rivalry? I cannot, and I hope they keep it at the Cotton Bowl. I know, you know. Talk to a lot of people that aren't from Texas and are like the place is a dump, but they don't understand no. what that is about. And 117 years—that's a—that's a long time. And you know the state fair, you know, not having all the the luxuries of the boxes and everything else—it's yeah. how football was and should be. Um, and I think it's a great. But I I, I predict I I got Texas by 10. Um, I think. You know, Oklahoma's had their problems, and I think they could continue. I think this rather hadn't performed under pressure, um, especially with the big, bigger games. Um, maybe it's the Heisman hype, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's what I think. And I think it's a, you know, um, I think it's to be a real close game, but I think Texas can pull away. I like that. And I'm going to have to admit it to you. You're the first person I'm going to admit this to. Um, this is the third time this week that I've changed my prediction. <laughs> I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I'm going with 
Texas 34 to 20. No, I like it. 34 to 20. I like it. <laughs> I think well, it's, it's going to be a fun game regardless. So, you know, 100%. it's uh, and you know, this whole story with Charles Thompson and his son, you know, starting against OU and it's um if you I will say to the viewers if you've never seen Charles Thompson on video, just google it and you will be like man, he could run. Could that throw. Was, he, <laughs> and that what's telling that straight to his face. You can't throw. <laughs> but you can run. <laughs> Maybe the best wishbone quarterback I've in the modern we call our our lives modern. Because uh, yes. not too many people run the bone anymore. But that was – did you run that in high school, by the way? I didn't. I started – you know, um, the Houston Gamblers were in – you know, obviously being in Houston, and we started running the run and shoot kind of a form of it. So it was yeah. more of a pass than it was option. But I ran some option. We had smaller linemen. If you run the option, it's you can do it with smaller linemen and the run and shoot is that as well. So God, um, our high school days – yeah, it's a long time ago. Run the wing tee until our <laughs> senior year. I was just like, we don't have the guys, you know. <laughs> It'll come back, I'm sure. Yeah, in some form. I mean, look, the NFL are running, you know, some option stuff. So it's uh, it's always good in your repertoire. It is. I remember when that strike year and the was it 90s. Oh and gosh, San Francisco 49ers <laughs> ran the wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh my God, that was that was a throw, that was a tribute to all of us from our generation for sure. <laughs> well, Pete, I appreciate it, man, and it has been a it's an honor, man, to talk about uh, this football Red River rivalry, anything related to Texas football with you, and uh, we'll have to catch up when you're back in Austin here in a week. You or two. got it. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're doing well. And it's good to see you. Hey, it's always a pleasure, man, and uh, we will be in touch. And for the other Man Cave boys who were not able to uh, make this episode for Big Mike, Coach Mo, and Harbaugh Harge, we out.